a local grocery establishment where, yeah, people were wearing masks. It was awesome. People wear masks everywhere. And then just people right on top of each other. Like, wait a second. No, it's, it's not either or. It's both. Mask and social distancing. Do both of those. And hopefully we're going to be moving in the right direction. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and silent reporter. And glad to be with you. We have got a jam-packed show today for you. Again, it's our celebration of the offseason when we had the opportunity to talk to a number of players throughout, and today we have those for you. You're going to hear later in the show from DeAndre Carter, who tugs at my heartstrings because as he was kind of in between things with the NFL and going from practice squad to 53-man roster to being released to getting back on practice squad, he spent time as a substitute teacher in Sacramento. He went to Sacramento State. He spent time as a substitute teacher and I think he's going to be a whale of a teacher slash coach if that's what he decides to do when his football career is completely and totally done. I think he's going to be a fantastic uh, member of whatever institution he decides to join at whatever level, whether it's uh, teaching and coaching little people at the elementary school level, middle school, high school, college, all the way up. DeAndre Carter is going to be a fabulous leader um, and he's going to be a whale of a coach and teacher, but he's a substitute teacher. And those people always tug at my heartstrings, given my background, spending seven, eight years as a teacher, um, both in Jacksonville and also one year here in Houston. That's for a different time and date, I would suppose. So DeAndre Carter going to join us. Also, in our middle segment, Jordan Akins is going to stop by. Drew Doherty had a chance to catch up with him. And also get into some 12 questions with Jordan Aiken. So we are a little bit of that interview. You have a full interview on this show tonight. So we'll have them on the show. But we are going to kick it off with a man that a lot of people think is growing in stature, has grown in stature, and has become one of the top five most important Texans on this roster in 2020 and beyond. Yes, J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, we know those two players in particular, Whitney Merciless, and there are a number of great players along the way. But you can make an argument that Justin Reed has become one of the more important players, not only on his team, but in the organization, just as a member of the organization. He is a wonderful individual to have around. A DP City had a chance to catch up with Justin at some point during this offseason. And it's it was fabulous. I don't know that we played the full interview for you. I think we maybe played a couple of snippets um, when we had the interview. And I maybe it's about a month ago. God, they're all kind of running together. I just, again, realized today, oh, it's July 2nd. Oh, my gosh. Fourth of July holiday in a couple of days. Um, and I say holiday because it's going to end up being on a Saturday. So I guess you're getting that day off anyway. So, uh, which begs the question, Fourth of July falls on a weekend. You get the day before or the day after off. I don't know. I know different places have done it different ways. See, if you're a teacher, you just get the whole summer off. I don't know about this year. This year was probably a little bit different, but I digress. Justin Reed has been fabulous in his two years as a starter for the Texans. And he played 2020 with that torn labrum, ended up missing, I want to say it was the Colts game that he missed. And boy, we really missed him that night uh, in that game against the Colts. Got the win, but not having Justin Reed on the field is, that's a massive deal. And he hurt that shoulder, that labrum against the Lions in preseason practice. And Justin had one of those years where it started with the car accident, so he missed a couple days as they made sure he was fine at the beginning of training camp. And then they got him in, you know, into practice. Everything was moving along. And then against the Lions, he hurt that shoulder. Ended up having surgery on that shoulder this offseason. And hopefully he's going to come back ready to roll for season number three. A big one for him, a big one for the team. Obviously, you start thinking about contract situations once you get into year three. Justin Reed is that important to this team. And he spent some time with DP Sidhu. So here we go. Tell me about school, being an online student, full-time student. What's that been like? Is it easier? Is it yeah. harder to um, study? I'm, to be honest with you, I'm more of a in-class type of guy. I'd much rather be sitting in the classroom physically. Um, so that way I don't have any excuses for 
getting distracted, you know, right now it's easy to kind of just pause the video, but the nice part about it too is that it does allow me to still do all the other things, um, like be out, be out uh, with my philanthropy and, and still focus on uh, training and still be able to do all my class time at the same time. So it is a little bit different. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of online school, but you know, it's a new normal. It's what we've got. Two years under your belt now. It's hard to believe that that was, you know, you're, you're in year three now. When yeah. you look back on that rookie year, where do you think you've grown the most? What have you learned the most about yourself? Uh, really, really, I say I've grown the most in stepping into more of a leadership role as far as um, being very commanding in, of the playbook, being able to make all the calls, um, being a player on the field that the other guys will know and look up to and be able to be like, I know Justin Reed's going to be on the field. He's going to have my back. You know, he's going to have me over the top. If he says he's going to be there for me in this spot, I know he's going to be there during the plays. And really just just having that camaraderie with all of the guys. You know, when you first get there, you know, you're still wet behind the ears, just trying to learn your way. And now I've been here three years, going on to my third year. I have my routine set. I know where everything is in the building. I know exactly what I need to do for myself personally to get prepared for every game um, with film study and everything like that. It just all feels very natural and fluid. You say wet behind the ears, but it seems like when you're a rookie, you just sort of eased right in. You didn't seem like a rookie when you were talking to the media. You didn't yeah. seem like a rookie on the field. I didn't feel like one either. You know, I felt like I had a lot of prep with that, with my older brother playing mm -hmm. in the league, and I felt very familiar with it. Um, but it was still a new experience. It's still, you still have to learn um, the tricks of the trade of transitioning from being a college athlete to a full-time professional Past two seasons, you've dealt with your share of injuries, wrist injuries, shoulder injuries. Your teammates voted you the Ed Block Courage Award winner because of everything that you battled through, all the adversity to, to get back on the field. And you only missed one game in your two mm. seasons as a Texan. Tell me, how are you health-wise? What has this offseason been like for you getting a little bit of a rest? Yeah, this offseason has been 100% about getting back healthy. Um, it's been kind of nice that I've gotten to really dial in on focusing on um, my, my, both my wrist and my shoulder. Um, and, you know, this is, a, this is a rough sport that we play. You know, there's a 100% injury rate, you, but if you're doing the things to take care of your body and, and you shake back and just have a little bit of that um, grinder's mentality, just knowing that you want to be on the field, you say I missed one game. That's the one game I wish I had back because there's nothing worse for me then sitting on the sideline because I just want to be on the field out there with all the guys just having fun and making plays. But the shoulder's been doing great. I'm actually ahead of schedule from the last time I talked to um, my trainers and my doctor. Um, so the mobility and everything is going well. Is it easy or harder to work out right now? Um, it's definitely, it's unique. I love, I love to work. Like, if, even if I wasn't playing football, I would work out as a hobby just because I love working out. You know what I mean? It is a little bit more fun when you have all the guys around. You're just kind of having a good time while you're doing it. Um, but, nah, it's, it's just normal. How about for rookies watching right now? Uh, the Texans will have a few new additions to their team. What, what's your biggest words of advice to them? Um, my biggest words of advice for them is to stay ready. Um, be ready to take advantage of your opportunity because your opportunity will come at some point. I don't know when, you don't know when, but it will come. And when it, when it presents itself, you need to be ready to take advantage of it. So even though we're quarantined right now, um, make sure you stay active, stay fit. Um, don't make any poor choices and be able to put your best foot forward whenever you step on the field with us, um, whenever that may be later this year. All right, Justin, you do so much work in the community. I saw you recently packaging and helping distribute meals uh, for Kids Meals, Inc. And, and that's just something that you've always been really passionate about. Why is it so important to you to give back to the community and, and, and especially in these days? Yeah, I felt like growing up, I've had a lot of help um, from mentors, people I've looked up to, big brothers, um, both blood and not blood, kind of looking out for me and showing me the, and giving me like a role model to look up to and just a lending hand whenever I needed it. So the biggest thing for me um, to pay homage to what the people before me have done for me is I want to be able to do that for other people. So that's why philanthropy has always been um, a big part of me. I love working with kids. Um, everything I do almost always has something to do um, with the next generation, whether that be um, laptops to the next wave of students coming through 
or um, the kids meals thing or working with the candlelighters Houston, which are, you know, three of my favorites. I just love to stay active. It's, it's, it's important to me to want to give back. And that man has definitely done that this year, other years. He is becoming one of the most visible Texans out in the community for all the different things that he has done. Justin Reed has been everything we could have hoped when he was drafted in the third round. I remember that night going to the third round thinking about, man, we have a draft. We're the last team to draft in that draft in 2018. We're like, God, what are we going to do? Third round. Here we go. What's going to happen? Uh, and then I get we get a text. It's going to be Justin Reed from Stanford. And I'm like, wait a second. Justin Reed hasn't been picked yet? We're in the third round. How has Justin Reed not been picked yet? And then the card is handed in. I'm like, man, we just got an absolute steal in the third round in Justin Reed. And he has been all that and a bag of chips, as they say. All right. Speaking of 2018 third rounders, Justin was joined in that round by Martinez Rankin, who's no longer with the team, but late in the third round, the last pick of the third round for the Texans, they had three of them that year, was a tight end, receiver, tight end receiver, kind of a mix from UCF by the name of Jordan Akins. Now, he's a little older than everybody else because he went and played Major League Baseball and then realized, you know what, football was what tugged at his heartstrings and so he decided to give football a try. He dominated his final year at UCF. They had a tremendous year that 2017 year. Jordan Akins then went to the Senior Bowl, played for the Texans coaching staff in that Senior Bowl, made an impression the Texans made him their third-round pick. And Jordan Akins spent time with Drew Doherty this offseason. Some pretty good stuff here from the tight end from UCF. We'll have that for you next right here on Texas All Access. Welcome back to our Thursday edition of Texans All Access. This week we are celebrating the offseason, or better put, sharing some interviews with you that we had with players throughout the offseason. And one of the more fun interviews that we ended up having was Jordan Akins. Welcome back to the show. I am John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter. And each and every Tuesday, I do a show called In the Lab podcast with Drew Doherty called In the Lab. The one in the lab, Drew said, hey, I got Jordan Akins coming up, so we're going to have to cut this off. So, oh, okay. Texted me afterwards and was like, dude, Akins was absolutely awesome. And that's no surprise. I've had a chance to catch up with Jordan after a couple of big ball games he's had. I'll never forget when we went out to L.A. last year to take on the Chargers after week three. Jordan Akins has those two touchdowns, has the one where Sean escapes and throws across his body, and Akins scores a touchdown. So he was our player of the game, and I was talking to him just outside the locker room. And right as uh, we were in the middle of our interview, all of a sudden I hear, yeah, yeah, man, that's good bleep. That's good bleep, man. And I would look over, and I was like, yeah, that's Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg just interrupted our interview to find Jordan Akins to uh, slap him five, congratulate him. I thought it was really cool. Um, I can't tell you exactly what he said because I don't think it's allowable by FCC regulations, but just know that Snoop was pretty happy for Jordan Akins as I was. Now, Jordan Akins sat down with Drew Doherty and some really good stuff came out of this. Take a listen. This is Drew Doherty with Jordan Akins and nice little 12 questions at the end as well. How are you doing and what are you doing, man? Uh, I am in Houston. I just, uh, I just flew back into Houston, actually. Um, I've been in Orlando training and with family. So, you know, I'm trying to avoid this crisis that's going on right about now. I hear you. Well, it's good to see that you're healthy and safe and you've been around family. You say you've been training with family. What have you been doing and who is this? Who who are these family members that you're training with? Oh, no, I actually have a trainer down in Orlando. Oh, oh, okay. okay. You know, my family just come down sometimes from Orlando, but we're from Georgia. We live in Georgia. Okay. I thought you had some like... Some some more uh, super athletic cousins and, and brothers or something that you might have been working with. Oh, oh no, uh, I've been training with Traquan Smith, uh, my uh, college teammate. He plays for the Saints now. Okay, we've been Not training. Bad. So, 
So you're back in Houston for a little bit. What's the, the virtual off-season program been like? Y'all started that up on April 27th. You're going to go for another week or so. How's that, how's that been for you guys? Uh, it's been fun. It's been a lot of communication, a, a lot of communication, a lot of new terminology and everything going on with the offense. And, you know, uh, the new wide receivers that, that's coming and, you know, some of the new veteran players, uh, we're all just trying to get on one accord. So the meetings has been going well. Um, as far as learning and, you know, me, I'm a visual learner. So, I, you know, I like to walk through and stuff like that. So I kind of miss that side of the game. But as far as like communicating and getting on one accord on that, on that level, it's been going well. Yeah. Thanks to that technology. We all have Zoom, Discord, all that stuff. It's like you say, you can do it and you can learn it kind of in a semi-visual sense. But what's been the best part of that, you know, going, getting together virtually? Uh, I would say just um, really building relationships. Uh, you know, the offense, uh, you have to have relationships, you know, especially with D4. You know, me and him are interacting a lot, and um, he's interacting with the wide receivers as well, you know. Um, it's, it's great because, you know, some, some questions we have, you know, whether it's coverage or whether it's about our offense or, you know, our opponents. And, you know, we're just uh, – we've been preparing, you know, the best way that we can, you know, um, you know this pandemic that's going on. and. You know, everyone's been participating. You know, no one's, you know, not participating. So that's that's the best part of it. And everyone's just getting on one accord and learning, you know, learning and communicating and try to get the ball going. You know, you just brought up Deshaun Watson, and you have been a part of two really major plays with him last year with the Chargers and the year before that with the Eagles, where because of some, uh, you know, some some improvisation, something spectacular happened. But that would not have been possible had you guys not been putting in this time that you do, because you're talking about how he works hard. You're obviously working hard. That chemistry that you build through the spring, the summer, the lead up to the season, it's pretty huge, isn't it? Yeah, it's very huge. Uh, you know, it's not just on the field, it's off the field as well. Um, the, the more you, the stronger your relationship is, the stronger your connection is going to be on the field. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, he'll know if I, you know, want to break the route or, you know, keep the route on, or sometimes I'll, kind of know what he wants to do. You know, Deshaun, he's a leader, and he points us in the right direction, and he gets us in the right, you know, he points us in the right direction, and he gets us in the right offense, you know, compared to the defenses. So we use that to our advantage. You know, you brought it up a moment ago about all the new faces on offense. What are the capabilities, you think, for you guys as a unit in 2020? Um, as a unit, I think we definitely have threats everywhere. Um, you know, it's just not as, you know, the wide receivers or quarterbacks. It's, it's the entire offense. Uh, you know, the O-line is looking very good. You know, everyone's putting in work, putting in the time. And, um, you know, the offense, the wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, we're all getting on one accord. Uh, and we're just, you know, we're just trying to head in the right way. You know, the Texans, we, we keep trying, you know, we keep building and keep building and trying to, you know, just trying to perfect the offense. Tell me about the tight end group. What's it been like meeting as a unit? You know, you guys have an interesting room. You, Darren Fells, Jordan Thomas, Kahale Waring. I mean, you really, you proved and you showed how important you guys are, especially in the red zone scoring opportunities last year. But what's the room been like this offseason, this virtual offseason? Because you and I have talked about this before. It's you and Fells. You guys are kind of the worldly ones. You've played professional sports elsewhere. And then you got Thomas and Waring. It's a different mix of personalities, isn't it? Oh, yeah, man. The personalities are, are crazy. Uh, it's a very, very funny room. Uh, you know, we, we challenge each other. That's the most important part. We make each other better. All of us have different games. So, you know, we bring something different to the table. Um, we have different skill, uh, skill sets. And, you know, we're just trying to put everything together. And, you know, we help each other out a lot. It's not just, you know, you know food for thought for just one person. It's, we're feeding everybody. So, you yeah. know, we're, we're leaning on each other. We're pushing each other, make each other better. And, you know, hopefully all of us get a touch to fill this season. No doubt. Hey, what are you personally, what have you worked on trying to improve the most as a player this year? This year, it's been um, my weight. I've, uh, I've been trying to gain weight and maintain speed. And as, far, as well as footwork, you know, my blocking footwork. And just getting my body right. Um, I've really been focusing on my body. Uh, usually we don't have this much time. So, you know, we usually be back you know, going into OTAs and everything and whatnot. But now I'm actually able to focus, you know, uh, I've been doing a little yoga. I've been, um, you know, I've been just stretching a lot more, really taking care of my body. And it's been working in my best interest. So 
I'm excited to see what it looks like in the season. Before the pandemic started, were you able to do yoga like in a class setting or was it? Was uh, yes. Even, yeah. Yes, I actually did it. And uh, I did yoga in Georgia, um, Florida and here in Houston. How'd that go? How do people react when they see you come in the room? Because I've heard about NFL players doing <laughs> yoga classes over the years. And there's always, yeah. sort of seems like there's an interesting reaction from the rest. Yes. Um, you know, actually my girlfriend, she, she really introduced me to like hot yoga. Um, I'm used to just doing normal yoga and normal yoga hurts for me, but um, <laughs> hot yoga, you know, it just loosens the muscles, you know, it's, it's better. I, I think it's better. You know, um, that's my opinion. But, but um, a lot of people look at me like, ain't no way this guy gonna make it through the session you know and it'd be so <laughs> hot in there and I usually go in like with a hoodie like I have on now and um, you know like some yoga pants or like some um, sweatshorts or something and they just be like watching me and when they see me like keeping up with the class they I think I you know kind of amaze them a little bit maybe <laughs> <laughs> some That's of them be stuff. dropping before I do yeah, it always, it always is a good story when you guys talk about your yoga class experiences. Okay, well, what was your re reaction initially when you saw the 2020 schedule come out on Thursday for the Texans? Uh, I, I see it as a challenge. Um, you know, we love challenges. A lot of people, you know, you know how the media put us. They put us last in everything, and, you know, we don't really get the recognition that we should get. But uh, we see it as a challenge, and we have great uh, opponents that we're facing. So it's going to be really good competition this year. And we look forward to the challenges, man. You know, um, we got a great game to kick off the season. Um, Thanksgiving, you know, we got some good competition. We got a, the, the entire schedule is competitive. And, you know, the NFL is competitive, period. But, you know, us Texans, we're looking forward to just getting these wins in and, you know, hopefully be playing in February. Is there a game you look forward to more than, than any other? Um, I would say – I would have to go with Kansas City because, yeah. uh, you know, the playoff game and I was injured that game. So I'm just – I just want to come out, you know, hair on fire and, you know, and get the win and start the season in the right way. Yeah. That'd be nice. It'd be nice if you kind of did a, a do-over of what you did first time you played there. Remember that was your uh, your professional debut. It was in the preseason, but you caught a couple touchdowns. Yes, sir, definitely. Uh, looking forward to playing the Arrowheads. You know, the, I love the stadium. I love the crowd. So, you know, the energy and we're going to bring it. So definitely. It's definitely one of the better environments in the NFL. All right. Let's do a lightning round. Drew's dozen. We got 12 questions. Okay. Teammate that you keep in touch with. Teammate that I keep in touch with, I'd say JT, Jordan Thomas. Okay. How is he? Uh, I know you guys have joked uh, peanut butter and jelly, thunder and lightning. How <laughs> is he doing? He is doing good, man. JT, he's, you know, taking care of his body, getting his mind right you know, um, learning information that he needs to learn and putting in the work. So I'm excited to see where he is when we get back on the field. All right. It's good to hear. Okay. Hobby, talent, skill that you've picked up during this pandemic. Have you done anything different than you, than you haven't, uh, or than, than you did before? Uh, I would have to say, uh, just being creative, uh, okay. just being very crafty. My, um, my girlfriend is, uh, actually pregnant so we've been putting, like building thank you so we had a gender reveal and we she had me doing all types of stuff which I thought I wouldn't like but I actually ended up enjoying it okay and you know it kind of you know opened up my imagination and you know showed me a lot that I could do with stuff that's just laying around the house that's outstanding so have you did you guys have the gender reveal or is it to come soon? we did we had okay. the gender reveal it's a girl wow that's awesome yeah I wanted a boy but you know uh a healthy baby is a blessing. That's right. That's right. Amen to that. That's, that's phenomenal. Okay. The thing that you miss the most during all this, what are you missing the most? What am I missing the most? Just, I miss the locker room. Yeah. Um, just my teammates, you know, my coaches, just being around the environment and the game. And um, I feel like, you know, when I'm not, when I'm not there, I just feel like something's missing. Like, you know, I'm not, we're not really used to having this much time off. So, sure. you know, um, we just used to putting in work, which it is nice, but, you know, I'm, I'm ready to get back on the field. I got you. So you were doing lots of crafty stuff. You're doing yoga. You've got the, the workouts. You've got the virtual training. Have you had time to binge watch any shows during this time? Binge watch? Yes, I have. Uh, what do you I've actually been binge watching All-American. Oh, okay. That's the, the Netflix? Uh... Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. The, Pretty good? It's very good. Okay. It's very good. Can relate to it. I can relate to a lot. 
I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a watch. I, I did one of these with Laramie Tunsil yesterday and he said he's been binging on Ozark. So um, Ozark. Yeah, that's good stuff. A lot of people have been talking about that. I haven't watched it. Give it a, give it a try. I, I just finished it up. It's, it's pretty darn good. It's uh it's funny stuff. Okay. Not funny. I mean, it's serious. There are some funny things, but uh, let's move on to your favorite baseball player when you were growing up. Ooh. Favorite baseball player, I would have to say Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones. Okay, because you're a Georgia guy. Yes. You were a center fielder, and he's a center fielder. Yeah. I wore the number 25 growing up in baseball, played center field, drafted as a center fielder. I just it's always followed one. him. I think he's one of the more underrated players right now. Yeah. I, like, he was – I think he was maybe properly rated during his playing days, but it's like since he's retired, people have forgotten how good he was. Don't you You kind of agree? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, he's always been underrated, but he always came through clutch for the Braves. You know, uh, whether it was moving the base, uh, moving the runners on base or bringing in runs, he had a great arm for an outfield. He tracked the ball well. Um, I took to him a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he was an outstanding player. And a lot of people, you know, growing up, always thought he was from, you know, um, the U.S. He's from Dominican Republic. Yeah. And so, you know, that that was something else that interested me because, you know, I used to play in Dominican Republic um, for baseball as well. So, I just – Andrew Jones, he's just always been my favorite player. Yeah, you, you brought up tracking the ball. I don't – I mean, the only guys I can really think of that I saw who were as smooth as him doing that was maybe Ken Griffey Jr. I mean – Yeah, Junior. Uh, you know, you had Bo Jackson. You had uh, – man, you got a lot of greats who can track the ball. Especially yeah. center field, that's a lot of range to cover. No kidding, man. Uh, right. You brought up the Dominican Republic. Where else internationally did you get to play? Uh, man, I played in Dominican Republic. I played in uh, Haiti. I played yeah. in, yes, I, it was like, <clears throat> in Dominican Republic and Haiti's like right there. Yeah. So, uh, we literally like, we crossed the line. The kids would throw me sugar cane from the field, actually. Son of a gun, really? Yeah, they, they call me Grande. Hey, Grande, and they throw me a whole shit can't all the field. <laughs> Grande, that's great cool. stuff. Okay, um, who is your funniest teammate? Funniest teammate? Uh, man, we got a we got a locker room for you. Uh, I, but overall, funny, I would have to say Davin Bellamy. Really? Okay. How come? Yes. Man, Bellamy is hilarious. He's just he's just always lighting up the locker room. He he's just always putting smiles on everybody's faces. He he really don't care who you are, coach, uh, you know, trainer, player. He's gonna make you smile. All right, it's good stuff. He's he, so smile. he's giving Titus Howard a run for his money because that's who I've heard a lot of your your fellow teammates. Now now Titus is funny, but you know I've been around Davin more than I've been around Titus. So you know I don't I don't know if Titus haven't loosened up that much around me, but he's gonna <laughs> crack a couple jokes around me. He, Titus is definitely in the top running for the funniest. Okay. Well. You got a go-to song before you uh, you play a game on Sundays? Definitely. Uh, I would, man, there's so many. There's so many. It depends on what mood I wake up in. or I'm really like a jazz type of guy. I'm like an old school, you know, like Erica Badu, Lauren Hill type guy. But when the, when the game comes on, I do like to listen to, um, I like to listen to Future, you know, um, Young Gunna. Uh, you know, the the usuals, everybody lists two Migos, but um, I would have to say Future. Look ahead by Future. All right. So. Tunsil said, Sade's No Ordinary Love, which I, I've never heard anyone say that before. That's, that's an interesting <laughs> choice. Did you, yeah. When you played before a baseball game, because you play a lot more of those, did you have a song you listened to, or was it kind of a little bit different? Uh, baseball is kind of different. Um, when you go in for baseball, it's like we all go out on the field, they're playing music for us. So it's a lot of country. You know, they mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And when we go back on the inside, uh, we just take turns. Either like, uh, like say, we'll, the, the uh, African-Americans will play have a time where we on the uh, radio. And, you know, just go around different cultures, listen to some Latin music, you know, country. Didn't discriminate. Mixed it up. Mixed it up. Not bad. All right, what's the longest bus ride you've ever been on? How long was it? Ooh. 14 hours. Oh, man. Where was that? 14-hour game. It was from uh, Hickory, North Carolina to, uh, I want to say Lake Lakewood or Lakeland, uh, New Jersey. I want to oh, say okay. Lakewood. Lakewood. So you went from North Carolina all the way up to Jersey. 
all the way to Jersey. That's a long one. Yeah. Yeah. And it was after a game. So. Oh, no fun. Tough. Okay. In all of your experiences, whether it's been football, baseball, college, professional, what's the fiercest rivalry you've been a part of? Uh, I'd say college. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. High school was pretty crazy too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say I would say high school because in college, you know, against UConn, you step against UConn, they try to make it a rival. It wasn't actually like a rival. Our real rival was UC, uh, USF, South uh-huh. Florida. Right. And um, you know what? I'm gonna have to take that back. I'm gonna go with college. So yeah, college. U- USF. That was that was some games to remember. I think we made a classic game actually. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's something. Favorite all-time NFL player. Favorite all-time NFL player. Uh, you know, I played positions, different positions growing up. So, but I would have to say my overall favorite growing up would be Randy Moss. Yeah. Randy Moss and Chris Carter, that, you know, that Vikings, that Vikings team. Uh, Chris Carter and Randy, I uh, used to try to mimic everything they did. Everything. Routes, the way he go up and get the ball at the highest point. You know, Moss and people, I used to try to do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the 98 team that they were on might be the greatest team that never won a Super Bowl. I know, right? Yeah, that's really good. Uh, what's an animal that you're scared to be near? Animal I'm scared to be near. Uh, I don't know. I would have to say a snake. Maybe a snake. Mm-hmm. You running any snakes lately? Nah. Good. Nah, I don't, I don't really do the snakes, man. All right. And then so. last one, what's the last thing or last time you've cooked? Mm. Uh, cook nice. Matter of fact, I cook for my family down in Orlando. Uh, I want to say they left Tuesday, so okay. Monday night. I cook Doing Monday well. What you cook? Some steaks. Steak. I grilled some steaks. Yeah, uh, t bones and ribeyes. There you go. Not bad. All right, you're doing well because uh, I've asked this. I've done this interview with a lot of folks, and it's like the go-to question I always ask. And one of your former teammates now, Taiwan Jones, he had not cooked in three years, so. That, wow. was, uh, that was the leader in the, the players uh, section. And then I interviewed a former Texan, a guy named Chester Pitts. He's a, he was an original Texan. He has not cooked in 20 years because uh, he's been married since college. And he says his wife oh, wow. wasn't cooking. Also, they're spoiled, basically. Yeah, yeah. So okay. you're, doing, you're doing okay. You're, you're uh, yeah. right in with most of everybody else. <laughs> I got you. <clears throat> I, like, I, like, I like my food better than a lot of restaurants, really. So. Okay, when I see my man Chester Pitts, it's been 20 years. Good grief. I think it's been 20 minutes for me. My wife does a lot of the cooking, but I will, I will serve up some stuff. Last night, did some salmon on sear plank on a grill. Yeah, did that. So, Chester Pitts, man, we got to talk. But that was pretty cool stuff there with Jordan Akins. Okay, we got back. We're going to go around the NFL. A couple of stories. Uh, Cam Newton has spoken. Is that the right way of saying what you do on Instagram? Well, he's spoken in that font of his. And we'll also hear from DeAndre Carter as well. Right here, Texas All Access. One final segment of this Thursday edition of Texans All Access from the crib. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter. And before we get to DeAndre Cardo, let's go around the NFL. One, I guess, major piece is Cam Newton talking. Kind of. He didn't really talk with the media. He did what a lot of athletes and people do now when they have something to say. He went to Instagram. And I don't know where Cam has gotten this font, but I'm going to... Luckily, NFL.com translated for me, which was good. uh, Because I can see some of it, but man, there's so many umlauts and I symbol... I don't know. Either way, Cam talking about his deal with New England. Now, this is not a huge money deal for signing with New England. His current deal 
it's worth $7.5 million. That's a maximum if he hits every single incentive in it. Now, I don't know what all incentives, but I know a lot of things on there end up being like winning MVP, getting the AFC championship game, winning a Super Bowl, hitting certain yardage component. All those kind of things are different incentives. Now, this might be shows up for work every day. I don't know how the incentives are going to be structured. Who knows? But if you hit some $7.5 million, it's a base salary of $1 million and just $550,000 guaranteed. That is going to be a steal. If Cam hits right for the Patriots, that is a steal. So Cam went to Instagram and said, and I quote, it's not a lot of things money can't buy, but, stressing the words money and but, amongst the top of that list of things, you would find respect, all caps, as one of those. This is not about money for me, all caps. It's about respect. Now, I've heard from my brother-in-law, family living in Charlotte, that there was a lot of concern last year whether Cam had actually played his last football. That He had been beaten up so much. The foot was a lot worse than people knew. But at $550,000 guaranteed, that's it on a $1 million base salary with a bunch of incentives. If you're the Patriots, there's no doubt you'd take a shot. If you're Cam Newton, there's no question you jump all over that because, A, you got an opportunity to jump right in there and start. Maybe maybe not right away, but by the time things get cooking, worst case, Cam doesn't make... If you're the Patriots, what's the, what's the worst case scenario? Cam is still banged up. It's just not there, and you're out $550,000. I know to you and I, $550,000 sounds like a lot, but NFL teams, eh, dropping the bucket. Best case scenario for Patriots is what? Cam is healthy, crushes it, hits all his incentives, and you only have to pay him $7.5 million. And by the way, if Cam is healthy, the Patriots are going to be a really, really rough out. So Auburn Tiger fans, take your pick. Jared Stidham, Cam Newton, have at it. There you go. All right, so Cam spoke through Instagram and said he is doing this for respect, not for the money. All right, it's time to get to our interview of our substitute teacher. And man, he could be a substitute teacher. He should be a permanent teacher when his NFL career is all said and done. And that is DeAndre Carter. DP City had a chance to catch up with him and talk about his life as a substitute teacher and then moving on into the NFL. I know that you used to be a substitute teacher. The yep. story's been sort of out and about, but I've never talked to you firsthand about it. Tell us how you got into substitute teaching because it was during your NFL career, right? Right, right. So after my rookie season, I was in camp with the New England Patriots. They let me go cut me at the end of the preseason. Um, and I was looking for a job or do something that I could do that would allow me to have some flexibility to go out and uh, go to workouts if I had to fly, you know, to a different state. Um, and I have a you know, a longtime friend, kind of like my older brother, coach and mentor. Um, he's a head counselor at Martin Luther King Middle School in Hayward, California. Um, and I was telling him about the situation, how I needed some flexibility. He said, man, just come substitute at the school. Um, and the principal there was great, allowed me to come and go when I needed to. Um, and anytime you get to impact kids or, you know, help kids, especially in a, a rough area that I was in, uh, it's definitely a great thing. You're pretty young yourself. So how old were you when you were doing that? I was 22. Okay, so you're not that much older than some of these high school kids. Yeah, right. So what were you like as a substitute teacher? Because I remember when I was in high school, the substitute teacher just sort of came in and put on a movie and nobody really did anything. Right. But you were not that type of substitute. No, I mean, you know, I came in um, and the the kids kind of knew, you know, I played football in the NFL and things like that. So... um, I would say I had a little bit easier than a lot of substitutes, you know, having you had a little bit of instant (laughs) respect, a little bit of respect from the kids. Um, But, you know, just having the platform that we have, kids are going to listen to what you got to say and the knowledge that you can, you know, impart on their lives. So, um, you know, I just look at it as an opportunity to, you know, to help kids out, push them on, push them, you know, towards their dreams, whatever it is that they want to do. And seeing, you know, somebody like me that's reached, you know, some of the, level that they're trying to get to or you know had a certain level of success um 
they're going to listen to it. So, so what did you teach? Because it seems like you taught a lot of different things. Yeah. Like you weren't just specializing in one subject. Yeah, it was different. I had history classes, English classes, a uh, couple of math classes. I was all over the place. Was that hard to do? Were you always a good student? Uh, it was. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be because you know you, you go to uh, you know whatever the lesson plan is for the day. You go over that information, you know that you know that stuff, and then you, you know, teach it to the kids. Um, but I was—I mean, I was an average student in, in school, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> You're just uh, subbing for the day. Yeah. Did you have a subject that was your favorite? That, that when you were like, "Oh, I, I like teaching." Yeah, this history. One. History was pretty fun, um, just because where we're at, you know, in our country right now, um, you can come—you can come up with a lot of great debate topics, you know, with the kids, and you get to see what their perspective is on the different issues that are going on, you know, today. And, you know, you might not think that kids pay attention to those things, but, you know, listening to them, they have interesting perspectives on, you know, what's going on. Oh, that's, it's like a little bit of a current events mixed right. with history as well. Yeah, yeah. All right. I read somewhere that you also got some kids ready for a speech competition. Yeah. So, you know, we had a, we had a couple of kids um, at the school who were, you know, going ahead to had to write a speech, write a, you know, a speech about, you know, their pretty much their life growing up, um, and had an opportunity to help them, you know, with the you know, the grammar of their speech and, you know, getting their points across, um, you know, which is pretty good and, you know, the kids did a great job. Uh, it was a great experience for me. All right. So then while you're doing all this, you're still trying to get a tryout in the NFL. Right. So how did that work? So I will work out, you know, in school is eight to three. Um, so it gave me like the flexibility I was talking about, gave me an opportunity to go and still be able to work out after school got out. Um, and then when teams called, you know, for a workout, I would fly out, you know, that day or the next day. Um, and Miss Fernandez, the principal at the school, uh, was real great about letting me leave when I needed to. Um, and went well. All right. So then you get the call from the Texans. Uh, you were not substitute teaching, actually. You were with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were released, and then you got picked up by the Texans pretty quickly. What mm-hmm. was that like for you coming to Houston? It was a great opportunity. You know, I looked at it as a great opportunity. Um, it was kind of, you know, in the middle of the season. You know, it gets kind of dicey with, you know, moving to a whole other state, you know, in the middle of the season. But um, I was excited. You know, when I came here, they were on a winning streak. Um, and I was excited to be, you know, a part of a playoff contending team and be able to get out there and contribute. Um, and it was good to know that, you know, a team had the, the confidence in me as a player to, to bring me in like that in the middle of the season. So um, I was excited for the opportunity and ready to get to work. I would imagine your substitute teaching and study skills sort of helped you get get caught up on the playbook or whatever the, the game plan for the week was, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, study skills, I mean, that's any player, you know, coming up. You know, you go through college, you go to school, and you learn those different study skills, and it helps you learn the playbook wherever you end up. Um, you know, quicker. And, uh, you know, I kind of feel like I got a pretty high football IQ, so that helps a lot too. I know John Harris had mentioned to me once, he was noticing before a play, you came in on offense, and the way the receivers were lined up, I think DeAndre, he might not have been in on that. So everything was shifted a little bit, but you were telling guys where they needed to go, like yeah. who was out of position. But you seem to have gotten a really good grasp of, of picking things up even quicker than some of the guys that had been here for a while. Yeah, you know, I've, you know, been through a few systems in the NFL. Uh, you know, some, some of the younger guys, you know, if this, you know, whether it be your first offense, first year in the NFL, you know, it can be difficult. It's, you know, a substantial, substantial amount of information more than you got in college. You know, so when I, whenever, if I know something and I'm able to help, you know, another guy out on the field. All right, that'll do it for tonight's show. Tomorrow night, we're on Titus Howard and Brandon Cooks for you right here on our final day of the celebration of the offseason. Hope you're here with me. A big thanks to everybody that participated. Justin Reed, D.P. Sidhu, Drew Doherty, Jordan Akins, DeAndre Carter, all of you for listening to Bridget Falcone and Social Center. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And as always, go Texans. Simple acts of kindness and community are more important than ever before. So Ashley Home Store is introducing the Ashley Cares Relief Program. We're offering 0% financing for 60 months with three-month payment assistance on qualifying purchases. Ashley Home Store is here to serve your furniture needs. Text Ashley to 797979 to set up a virtual appointment today or visit us online at ashleyhomestore.com. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans, Ashley Home Store. This is home. 
Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual Urgent Care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. This is Texans Radio. Take your Texans game day experience to a new level with Houston Texans club seats. You'll enjoy premier sight lines with wider cushion seats, a private game day entry, and in-seat food and beverage service. Enjoy premium culinary offerings while listening to live music in the exclusive club lounges during breaks in the play. Take the first step and join the club ticket priority wait list for free at HoustonTexans.com. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant. That's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. It's a trillion dollar economy and you're right in the heart of it. It's an incubator of innovation with industries reaching from underground to outer space. It's Houston and it's fueled by GE. Over 5,000 Houston companies work with GE and leverage knowledge across the company. Engineers, lean manufacturing experts, logistic managers and more. GE is a leader in dozens of industries around the globe. So whatever your company needs, chances are we have someone with the right expertise and we're happy to share. GE, imagination at work. Hey, Texans fans, are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. It's been 25 years since the Rockets' last title. Could this be the year they win another? Kendrick Perkins had some very encouraging things to say. I'm listening to Daryl Morey talk, and he's saying, I feel like we can win the championship. And guess what? I believe The Rockets' relaunch starts July 31st. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Hey, Texans fans, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is proud to be the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60. 
It's easy to make fitness fun when you start with the Texans. So join us for events throughout the year like the Houston Texans Kids Triathlon, Toro's Kids 1K, or the Junior Cheerleaders. Together, we're creating a community of healthy kids. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org slash Texans. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. Not too long ago, Houston Texans fans were cheering in the stands of NRG Stadium. We now cheer for our first responders, healthcare workers, teachers, and many more who exemplify the true Texan spirit. Until we gather as over 70,000 strong once again, let's support those on the front lines in the fight against COVID-19. For more information on resources for you and your family, visit HoustonTexans.com slash COVID. Welcome back to Cachata Casino Resort. We're open and ready to play. We've gone above and beyond by deep cleaning and sanitizing every area of the casino, every slot machine, every table game, and every hotel room. Welcome back to more cash and more fun and more ways to win. We can't wait to see you at Cachata. It's Louisiana's largest casino resort and Louisiana's best bet. This is Texans Radio. It's been 25 years since the Rockets' last title. Could this be the year they win another? Kendrick Perkins had some very encouraging things to say. I'm listening to Darryl Boyd talk, and he's saying, I feel like we can win the championship. And guess what? I believe. The Rockets' relaunch starts July 31st. Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. June's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to Houston Police Department Lieutenant Bridget Loomis. Lieutenant Loomis sets an exemplary leadership standard for all with her commitment to service. Recently, she went above and beyond to help a mother and her two children escape a domestic abuse situation, taking care of their hotel bill when shelters were full. Her willingness to serve those around her for the past 23 years means more to her community than she knows. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate her for being our June Star of Courage Award recipient. Find a massive selection of new and certified pre-owned Hyundais at Ron Carter Hyundai, a better way to buy. Test drive any vehicle in Ron Carter Hyundai and get $250 in gift cards. Buy any vehicle and get $500 in gift cards. Sell them your car. There'll be any offer by $500 or get $500. Plus, get Hyundai Assurance, America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Gulf Freeway, just two miles south of the Beltway. RonCarterHyundai.com. See dealer website for gift card and trade-in details. It's your home speaking, and I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, could you get that blueberry that rolled under the fridge last week? It's throwing my feng shui off. Second thing, bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and we could save money. Lastly, I know you were thinking of painting the nursery back to off-white, but I'm actually feeling this baby blue. Didn't think it was my color, but I am pulling it off. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. Lux is not just networking and access to the team. It's an asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. 
With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. This is a story about doers. It's also about Houston, teamwork, and... Hunt, hunt, hunt. Yeah, I think they heard you the first time. When you're committed to doing good in the community, it helps to have good teammates. So Chevron partnered with the Houston Texans to do good in Houston. Volunteering thousands of hours, working with nonprofits, and helping to make a difference for Houston's youth. These teams bring their A-game on and off the field. Chevron, proud to be the official volunteerism partner of the Houston Texans. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners, $3 million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry, and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com. Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the wait list and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice vs. LSU from a luxury suite this fall. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football. All for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. Mustang Cat has been serving Texans for three generations. Cat compact machines do big work and are more affordable than you think. We'll help you find the right cat machine to get the job done with the Mustang Cat Texas Two-Step. First, demo a new cat machine at your location or one of ours. Second, get $150 as our thanks. Call 833-MY-CAT-19 or visit mustangcat.com slash two-step to schedule a demo. Offer limited to new customers only. See website for details. It's a Texas tradition. Since 1946, Blue Ribbon has proudly served Texan families natural smoked bacon and natural casing sausages made from premium ingredients seasoned for Texas tastes. It's the preferred sausage and bacon of the Houston Texans. Blue Ribbon, it's a Texas tradition. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, and creamy pepper sauce. And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? 
maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your goldfish to sing Bizet's Carmen? There's never been a better time to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit geico.com for details. Allen, deep drop, in trouble. Ball is out again. J.J. Watt, and he falls on it, and the Texans have it in the red zone. Nothing compares to the excitement and emotion of watching your Houston Texans play at NRG Stadium. Take the first step to joining the Houston Texans family and sign up for the 2020 season ticket priority wait list for free. Enjoy exclusive offers, event invitations, and more. Join at HoustonTexans.com. 